What are we? What makes us what we are and what we're going to be? I think it's that right there. It's grit. And what does it mean? In a nutshell, I think it means this. We'll go a little bit longer. We'll push a little harder and we'll think a little deeper and a little sharper. It means we're unbreakable. Like to me, it means we'll play anywhere. We'll play on grass. We'll play in turf. We'll go to landfill. Doesn't matter. And that's what we got to be. That's who we have to be. Because we'll tread water as long as it takes to bury you. Let's go to work, man. It's about to be fun. O and D. Okay, welcome back to the Dungeon of Doom. Very special episode today with Ben Ravens, Kyle Mikey. Uh, we are joined this morning by the director of Hard Knocks, which you just heard <laughs> Dan getting into it. Some good stuff coming certainly next week with Hard Knocks. We are joined this morning by Shannon Furman, the director of Hard Knocks. She's a writer and she's a producer and director for NFL Films, seven-time Emmy Award winner. Her work has appeared all over the place, NFL Network, HBO. Amazon, all the networks. She's covered Super Bowls, Pro Bowls, and has her hands in a lot of different projects, including Hard Knocks, which of course this year is in Detroit. The debut of the season is Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern on HBO Max. Shannon, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. So we heard right off the top, right, with Dan. I, I think when this selection with Detroit came down, I think we all were pretty intrigued to see what Dan would look like and sound like behind the scenes because we see and hear what he looks like at a podium. <laughs> Just curious what your early impressions have been with Dan and how that's going. I mean, Coach has been great. He, I think the one thing we've heard a lot here is that he's authentic and like what is what you get. I'm hoping we can show the football guy too. He's obviously a very smart football man. And I think that our show is going to allow us the opportunity to show how great he is with how smart he is with football but also how he connects with his players they love him here the energy here is on another level that i feel like we haven't seen before so we're excited to get to show everybody that that is something i'm really interested to see because you know i think locally we saw throughout his first season how much he knows about football how much his players developed under him but nationally, everyone hears kneecaps and some of these things that he's talked about. And that's kind of all he's known for in, in some circles. I know USA Today had a thing where yeah, he's calling him a meathead. I mean, you, you have this kind of national narrative that maybe that's all he's about. And I'm curious what you have done with the show or what you've been able to do to maybe show some more depth to what he and his staff are doing here in Detroit. Yeah, I mean, so the difference, like I'm in the field, so I haven't seen exactly how they're editing the show together yet, but I know that what we've captured there's way more to him than that every day on the practice field like he's coaching a lot of times you'll see head coaches just managing things like that like he can't help himself he gets in with the tight ends every day I feel like that's the first position group he runs to but that's for obvious reasons but yeah he's out there coaching and like I said with the energy level too having the former players around there's just a different like level every day at practice whether it's a good thing or a bad thing like whether they feel like they're having a strong practice or a bad practice the guys love the way Aaron Glenn and Deuce Staley interact with each other that helps the players a lot the way that those two just are so into practice every day I know we talk about the former players a lot but like Todd Wash and Aubrey Pleasant also bring an energy level to this team that again I'm not to like say anything bad about other coaching staffs we've had in the past. It just feels like this staff has a little bit extra energy. I was going to say Dan's got such a, just everybody knew that he was going to be like a natural, just fit for this, a natural star. He's a great speaker, great motivator. Like you said, he loves his players and he's authentic, but like, when you guys are coming in here, did anybody take you by surprise? Because, like, we know Aubrey Pleasant, Aaron Glenn, and Deuce Staley is loud. And even Todd Wash is a really underrated personality. Like, 
when you guys showed up here in OTAs or this first week of camp, did any of those guys like, okay, we've got an underrated star right here and not just Dan Campbell at the top. So I've known Todd Wash for a long time because I worked with him in Jacksonville. So I knew that he'd be great. Same with Aubrey Pleasant. We had him at Rams. We probably didn't get to show him as much as we would have liked to that year because we had the Chargers also. But I would say the person who surprised me the most so far is probably Kelvin Shepard. I mean, he knew he was a former player, but, you know, just kind of starting out his coaching career we did a sit down interview this week and he just was really impressive I think it's super interesting how he's coaching some of the guys that he once played with and to just hear his whole take on that it's just something different something that we haven't heard before and the responsibility he feels to those guys careers and stuff having been there before I think he's gonna be a person who stands out for us that we maybe weren't expecting in the beginning I'm curious what it's been like Shannon working with the Lions staff in particular I know a lot of teams try not to get on hard knocks because they don't want the cameras in the meetings room, meeting rooms and so forth. So I know the Lions are more enthusiastic about doing it, but I'm, I guess I'm curious with the coaches in particular, what your relationship has been like with them and working with them back and forth, obviously, because you want to see and show as much as possible. They maybe don't always want that. I'm curious what it's been like working with Dan and his staff in the Lions. Yeah, so far it's been great. I've seen a couple of interviews that he's done and he says that he doesn't even notice us there anymore, which is always our goal. I think, like I always say, like to have a successful hard knocks, it's you want to blend in. You want them to say that they don't notice us anymore. And at the end, I'd like them to say like maybe it was a little bit of fun. Like they got to watch their team in training camp. So if we can do those two things, I think we're doing our job. So I like hearing him say that, you know, he, he said he can tell we've done this before. And that that is true. Like our crew, I don't think we have, we will have two camera operators coming in who have never done the show before. But other than that, everybody's done the show before that's here. I like to think we're like a choreographed dance. So I think that they've, we've kind of hopefully made them comfortable. They certainly seem comfortable with us. And I'm excited to tell their stories to the assistant coaches, because I think that's a different approach we're going to take this year and be able to highlight some of those guys more than we have in the past. But it's been great to work with them. We've gotten a lot of good moments already. Some that we'll probably have to save for show two, to be honest with you. But yeah, I think everything so far is going really well. It is scary. Like you guys blend in so well and I'll go a whole day without even thinking about HBO being in the house or NFL films being in the house. And then like, I'll ask Dan a question and then out of my periphery <laughs> vision, I'm like, oh shit, there's like a camera pointed right at me. <laughs> like, how does my hair look? Like, do I have anything hanging on my face? Like Shannon, I was down in Florida when at the NFL owners meetings, when it was announced that Hard Knocks was coming to Detroit and those obviously a huge thing for the fans. You could even feel some of the excitement from ownership. Sheila Ford was down there as well as Rod Wood. They, they were excited. I guess I'm curious about the selection process of the Lions. I'm not sure how involved you were, how much you know firsthand, but it's not a huge national brand, not a historical winner, not even a, a lot of star power on the team that could sell to a national audience. I'm curious what was appealing to the Lions, what kind of pushed them across the finish line for the show? Yeah, I think everybody knows at this point, there are some rules about like forcing a team. We don't really ever want to like force someone per se to do the show. So the Lions kind of knew that they were on that list. And before it even got to that point, though, they showed interest in doing it. I'm not exactly sure how it went down. Like if they called us, if we had called them, I don't know exactly the process, but they showed interest. And I think for us, the most important thing, like all those things you mentioned, they're important, but the number one thing is like a team that does want to do it and has reasons for wanting to do it. 
you always get better access when it comes to that. And that's what makes the show good at the end of the day. One of the things we have done this year is we've brought interviews back to the show. We felt like the team, it's not, it doesn't have as many big names, but when we did our research, we felt like the guys had a lot of really good stories that we could be able to tell. So we wanted to bring interviews back to kind of let them tell their, not that Leah Shriver's not great. We love him, obviously, but we wanted it to be from like those guys' words. So that is something that we haven't had real sit down interviews in the show since 2017. So that's an element that we've brought back to help tell the story. But for me, like access is the thing that makes this show what it is. So when you have a team that's willing to do it, as soon as we heard they were willing, we were on board to get the whole process going. How rare is that? I know that the rules are in place and you have an idea of the handful of teams that are possible. How rare is it for a team before the decision is made to express interest that has to excite you ahead of time too? It'd be like, all right, we got somebody that wants to play ball. How rare is that through the history of the show? It might surprise you, but there's usually one team that ends up doing that and it usually is a team that's on the force on the list of could be forced but i would say almost every year it ends up coming to like there is somebody that stands out and maybe isn't like super excited but is less not excited than somebody else but there usually does end up being at least one team that does show interest and sees the benefits of doing the show it's just a shock to us because we were here for the Matt Patricia years. <laughs> Bob Quinn, that, I, you may know, I'm sure they had a public campaign basically where they're trying to get anybody, somebody, anybody else besides them to do the show <laughs> a couple of years ago. Times times have changed. Times have changed. You mentioned the players. I, I'm, and I know you can't say too much, but I, I'm curious how much you can say about players who have stood out to you, perhaps storylines that have stood out to you, what fans can expect going into Tuesday night things they might see play out over the next few weeks. Yeah, I mean, I think the cat's out of the bag on Aiden Hutchinson. So <laughs> I think the Lions were a little more optimistic that they were going to be able to keep that secret than I was. Like, there's no way this is going to be. Uh, yeah, I apologize. That was actually my question to Dan, and I asked what I asked him what Aiden was like off the field. He went right into it, and Eamon Reynolds from the Lions, the director of public relations with, with the Lions, like the look of a ghast on his face was like, Dan, really, <laughs> really. <laughs> Yeah, that was even said to me. He's like, I'm sorry, Dan said it. And I was like, oh, I didn't expect nobody to say it until next Tuesday. I, mean, I figured it was going to get out at some point. He's been awesome. Aiden's been great. So he's obviously going to be heavily featured in show one because of that moment, along with some of the coaches. I think a position group that we don't usually get to like delve into that I think we want to this year is the offensive line. We think that's probably one of the strongest groups here at the Lions. And their coach is great. I grew up watching Hank Fraley play football in Philadelphia. So it's cool for me to be able to work with him. So that is one position group that I can say, I don't know, again, like you guys said, I don't know for sure, but I know we've been doing a lot of stuff with them. Looking forward to seeing them featured this year. And yeah, I think like coming up, we might have some stuff with Frank Ragnall planned. That is something that that's a little different than usual. The O-line can be tough to crack sometimes, but these guys have been fun so far. Have you guys gone fishing yet with Frank Ragnall? <laughs> Not yet. Uh, just a little idea for you. Just a little idea. I'm I'm curious, Shannon. How has Lions training camp, and maybe from your perspective, covering Lions training camp, how is it contrasted from some of the other, some of the other training camps you've been to before? How is it different here in Detroit? Everyone's been really nice. Not that people haven't been nice in the past, but you can like really tell in the Midwest vibe here. <laughs> like the days are long. I think I don't know if that's just coming off of two years of COVID that the days seem longer because those days, like the Chargers days were not that long, but that was because like a lot of the meetings were on Zoom, things like that. But I mean, our schedule is we're getting up at 5, 5.30 in the morning 
and we're kind of going until almost seven o'clock at night. So there is a big gap in the middle of the day where we can get ourselves together again, but definitely long days. And again, like I'm repeating myself, but the energy here is that it's just, there's a really positive vibe around the organization right now. You can feel it amongst the fan base coming out to practice, the guys in the meeting room, everybody's just very receptive to what Dan's doing here. It just feels like there's a very optimistic vibe around this team and high energy too. It's interesting because it's like a, it's a three-win team too. And the optimism, you'd be able to feel it in Allen Park. I think it's seeped down to the fan base too. And it's interesting to hear you guys coming in and feeling it as well. I, I'm, I, like, it just seems like a rare thing to me to see a team that won three games and finished in last place four straight years to feel so good about where it's headed. Yeah, I mean, the word I keep using is energy. There's just, there just really is an energy. Practice goes by fast. Like I'm listen, I listen to coach every day. That's kind of who I have in my years of practice. Sometimes I'll put another like player or an assistant coach, but I always have Coach Campbell and it flies by just like listening to him and what he's doing and stuff. The like two hours, two and a half hour practice is over in a blink. When I've been talking to people, that is the one thing I've been saying that between him, AG, Deuce, like Todd Wash, like everybody, like they're just like guys you want to follow and they're interesting and they bring a lot to the table. So I feel like it's rare where there's a coaching staff where like in a normal year, it feels like Todd Wash would be like the star of hard knocks. And this year, I mean, we're going to have to like try, we're going to have to actively try to find ways to get him in, which we will. But it, yeah, in a normal year, it would just be like a no brainer, like just go, you're going to him. But there's so many coaches this year that are interesting and just bring a lot to the table. So Shannon, like you got Dan Campbell in your ear every day. I know you're watching all the press conferences too. You're behind the scenes. I got to ask, what's your favorite Dan Campbell moment so far? I guess like a quote a minute and you got him in your ear all day. I'm just, I got to know like what your favorite moment is so far with Dan. Team meeting has been awesome almost every day. I don't know how they're going to decide what to use, to be honest with you at home. Like I know in like previous years, it's always, we could tell you which team meeting is going to be in the show. Like you're listening to them every day and you're like, okay, like the one from Tuesday is going to be the one that's in. I have no idea how they're going to decide what to do. And if ones are going to get left on the cutting room floor and we'll maybe use them for social, but he is just super interesting. And whatever he says every day, you're just like listening to him again. And it goes by, they're not long team meetings, not long. So it's everything he says, you're just like, you pay attention to all of it. The one, the clip you guys have already seen on social of him, that whole, and I can't wait for you to see the whole thing. Like that, that probably was when I was like, okay, this is going to be a good show. <laughs> like it was the first one too, but all snippet of what he talked about that night. Like literally the whole thing, I, again, was like, how are they cutting this down? Because this whole thing is usable and interesting and makes you want to go play football now. That's a perfect segue into what I had going on in my head. When you're tuned into Dan Campbell in your ear or Aaron Glenn or Deuce Daly for three hours, how are you feeling when you come out of practice? Are you just wired, ready to run through a wall? Because anybody that's stepped on a football field for an ounce can get fired up when somebody says, we'll tread water long enough to effing bury you. What are, how are you feeling when you like unplug for just a second? There was a moment after a post-practice huddle where it was, wasn't a particularly good practice that day. And like between him and J Jamal Williams, like they had me emotional, just like listening to it and like being like, I, I want to help them. Like how can, how can I help them now? So yeah, it is. It is kind of one or the other based on if they feel it's good or it's bad. You just like, you feel for them. I mean, I know we're all going to be huge Lions fans this year. Like everyone at NFL Films is going to be the Lions is going to be their favorite team. But yeah, it is that you do feel like, can I go play football? Can I, what can I do to help this team right now? Because they are so interesting and just captivating to be around in terms of personality shannon I'm, I'm curious where dan 
ranks among the coaches that you've been around over the years with Hard Knocks? My favorite is Bill O'Brien. I'm a Penn State grad, so doing that. And that was my first season, like, in the field on Hard Knocks, too. So it's always going to be hard to top that. But I think this is going to be pretty close to that. It's early to say. And, again, it's because I think it's the fact that, like, he's entertaining, but he is also, you can tell, a really good football mind, too, at the same time. So it's not – that is really what I want to show people because I, like you guys said earlier, like everybody knows the random press conference lines and things like that. But we want to show that there's so much more to him. And I think that's really important to show the football mind and the connection to the players and stuff too. I think he's going to be up there it's too soon to tell. And he would probably feel very uncomfortable if he heard me say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. We got one more question for you and we'll get you out of here. I just wanted to ask you about Jared Goff, obviously the, the quarterback, a big deal here in Detroit. Third time, I believe, on Hard Knocks. What has that dynamic been like? I assume that's pretty unique. At three is probably a lot for a single player. Yeah, I, Jared and I actually, like when the show was announced, I sent Jared the um, gif of like Forrest Gump on the shrimp boat. <laughs> <laughs> and he just sent me back one like the guy putting his head in his hand. And I was like, dude, I'm sorry. And he's like, no, it's going to be fun. Like, don't be sorry. And then he asked me that. He said, has anyone been on the show? Has any player been on the show three times? So I was like, honestly, we've had a lot of coaches who have been on the show three times. But players, like, I need to look at So I think him and Brockers, I think they're the only two that have done it three times. I thought maybe Chad Johnson, but he was only with the Bengals one time around. So he was with the Bengals and Dolphins. But, yeah, I think that Jared and Brockers are the first three-time hard knocks repeats. So he's actually been, like, very helpful to us because, like, he's been able to tell the team what to expect and stuff. So the quarterback room, I think he's gotten the quarterback room really comfortable with us. So those guys like Tim Boyle, David Blau, they've been awesome, like super nice and open and willing to like wear wires and do things for us. So he's been helpful. Has the whole sun setting in the East West thing come back up with Jared? Not this year. I think he gets such a bad rap for that. Yeah. (laughs) That was like a fun moment with a rookie. And then everybody takes it so seriously because the team didn't do well that year and stuff. Like, yeah, I felt bad when that all happened. I think we all thought it was going to be like a fun thing. And like in hindsight, (laughs) I don't know, like everybody just took it the total opposite way we did. So we have not talked about it. I think they revisited that when he was in it in 2020. Okay. I think we're going to move on from that this year. (laughs) There's plenty of other storylines, plenty of other players and coaches, of course, as well to cover. Good stuff, Shannon. Hard Knocks debuts Tuesday night, 10 p.m. on HBO, HBO Max. Shannon, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. This has been Ben Raven and Kyle Mikey of MLive's Detroit Lions Beat. Thank you for listening to the Dungeon of Doom, an MLive Detroit Lions podcast. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Google. Like I said, wherever you get them and listen to them, make sure to subscribe to the Dungeon of Doom. Thanks again. Thanks again.